0: Welcome to Wondering, a series of immersive podcast gallery walks brought to you by Shade Podcast and Axel Kagutier. Sponsored by Bloomberg Connects, the free arts and culture app. Today, we meet broadcaster, DJ, and writer, Zakia Sewell at the National Portrait Gallery, as she reflects on how memory and legacy influence our way of seeing, and how our contemporary eyes judge the face of history. We ask, to what extent is a portrait a mirror?
1: Today, I feel, I feel like a curious spirit. I feel like a curious spirit with a human body who's here to think and dream and communicate. And I think it's been a while since I've been in a gallery and it's easy to lose touch with that. But being in this space, it sort of reminds me that that's who I am and that's what I like to do and that's what I feel I'm meant to do. And it's sort of being here amidst all these sort of faces, people, information, history, that's where I feel charged and that's, it's kind of, it reminds me that that's who I am. I'm Zakia Sewell, I'm a broadcaster, a DJ, and a writer, and I'm here in the National Portrait Gallery for the first time in quite a long time. And uh, it feels good, feels good to be here. I was thinking about when I came here last I've definitely had a few more recent visits but it's sort of bringing back memories of coming here as a child my dad being dragged to central London to go to all the (laughs) go to all the galleries and probably resenting it quite a lot but also the kind of excitement of being near Piccadilly Circus Leicester Square as a child sort of that overstimulation of people and things and being in this gallery sort of putting me in touch with little Zach who although probably found it quite boring at the time was definitely affected and moved by having access to these sorts of spaces growing up. of colour represented in a way that is sort of accentuating her beauty and her sort of position as opposed to the sort of more negative depictions that we're probably used to from this period and even in this day book I mean she just looks very striking and beautiful and it's just nice to see. There's a more complex story, I mean how does she actually feel to be the only black woman in pre-Victoria's courts you know how was her how did she actually experience being plunged into elite Victorian society you know maybe she loved it maybe she lived a really pleasant life and people were kind to her but I think it is powerful to see you know this is not a kind of fictionalised rendering of a black woman in elite society in the Victorian era this is the real, the real thing I think it's it, if, if, if this was not showing people would just forget about her and there were so many others like her that challenged the narratives that we're used to so it is important to sort of remind ourselves that there were other stories going on It speaks to me on two different levels. There's a sort of level of colour and light and, you know, just walking through the Tudor Gallery. You know, I'm still really, really drawn to all the kind of the way that fabrics are depicted and the sort of opulence of the costumes that people are wearing and the the jewels and the sort of gold leaf and all of that. So there's that kind of visceral sort of immediate response to shape, light and colour and then there's the sort of, oh, but no, <laughs> don't get sucked in. <laughs> this is the Earl Viscount Blubber of da da who was involved in this and that and this and that. So I think that can be quite an interesting tension there because it's hard not to get sucked in by the sort of, the beauty, um, even when depicting characters who are perhaps not very <laughs> beautiful on the inside.
0: Wandering is sponsored by Bloomberg Connects, the arts and culture app. The free app offers access to more than 250 cultural organizations through a single download, with new guides being added every week. To explore the National Portrait Gallery Guide and many more, download the app today from the App Store or Google Play.
1: I feel like in my work and in what I do and what I want to do it's about embracing and making the most out of my perspective which is a different perspective and being able to reflect back and sort of challenge those, those ways of seeing the world those systems of power and so there's something as much as there's a sort of side eye coming from them to me, I'm throwing it right back <laughs> uh, and I think I kind of take a sort of do I feel there's a certain power in being able to do that? When I was talking about it, I was quite drawn to this this guy because it it's not a very it's not a conventional sort of Victorian portrait, he looks a bit dishevelled, he looked a bit hipster, you know, his hair and his beard and everything. So I was like, oh okay, who's that? Maybe he's an artist or something. And then I started reading about it and you know Thomas Carlyle was an influential historian and commentator, an open racist, he claimed that the formerly enslaved people of Jamaica were not fit for freedom or self-governance. So already there was that kind of my projection or my view or vision of this character and then the reality. And then to the side of him, right next to him, is this portrait. And quite different, they're quite different because in the first portrait, blurries if he moves the direction he looks a bit dishevelled and this guy he's got this piercing gaze and even without reading about him I feel like I can sense quite a lot from this character, you know to me I see a kind of a harshness, a severity and a lack of empathy in his this image elicits quite a visceral response in me. And it did so even before I read about who this man was. And his name's Edward John Eyre. And he was awaiting trial for his suppression of the Moran Bay uprising, uh, the uprising of enslaved people in Jamaica in 1867. But this image is taken after this has happened. So this man has, you know, he's responsible for the death of, you know, over 500 people, probably Many more, and just sort of what's what's he grappling with? What's he wrestling with? Which parts of himself has he had to shut off in order to not feel that guilt and responsibility? And it's interesting also that the photographer took these portraits because she was sympathetic with their um, beliefs and their positions, so she wanted to sort of create these images as a way to sort of arouse public sympathy, arouse public support and in, the, in, in their day perhaps these men were seen as sort of moral men just doing their part to protect the, the interests of, of Britain but with, with my gaze in the present moment it's they have a very different I don't think I'd like to be a fixed image. I'd rather be an energy that circles and swirls around. I do have an Im- I do have something in mind. <laughs> it's going to sound pretty a bit wah-wah and sci-fi, but yeah, I guess it would be a sort of hologram that's actually that's sort of reflecting different moods, you know, Zakia when she's feeling quite depressed, Zakia when she's just done a, you know, just done a bit, just had a workout and she's feeling ready, <laughs> ready for the world. Zakia in thought, Zakia in dream mode, you know, all the different, that sort of, that sort of shifting, shifting um, facial expressions and movements. But there would be other, there would be also this other story of the colour, you know, what's going on internally. Um, and maybe there'd be some sonic element as well. And I guess you know, not to get too sort of deep and metaphysical <laughs> about it. Ultimately, it's just like what what I feel like I'm coming up against in talking about this is just how do we reflect reality? How can we capture something as multi-dimensional as a human being? <laughs> you know, in one moment of their life is difficult enough. Let alone you know the whole person and how that person changes over time. Um, over you know, 80 years, over the course of a day, we are constantly in flux and we're constantly shifting, as is the world around us. And I think that's something that artists have always come up against, is how to sort of reflect that complexity. But it's part of the striving that's exciting, isn't it? And that's what's nice about walking through a gallery like this. You see the, the different attempts and how those different attempts have been shaped by different moments in history and... And I think the striving is what makes us human, you know, with our limited tools, (laughs) that people have still attempted to try and reflect or to express the human spirit. And we're still working at it.
0: been listening to episode one of Wondering, a four-part series of immersive podcast gallery walks with contemporary creatives. Wondering is produced by Lou Mensah and created by Axel Kakutier for Shade Podcast. Award-winning conversations on art and representation. Subscribe today to hear future episodes featuring our guests, Nabia Iqbal, Kaio Chingonyi and Harold O'Fay as they discover artworks at Sir John Soane's Museum, Graves Gallery, and Dulwich Picture Gallery. See you next time.